0: This is The Man and the Goat. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of The Man and the Goat. I'm Woody. I'm here with Ray. How's it going, big dude?
1: Uh, I'm doing all right, man. I really can't complain. i got a lot of big things on the horizon, so I'm pretty excited. I'm uh, sitting here. Drinking some uh, Jack Daniels and some Coke Zero for the calories with with uh, with you, Big Dog. I heard you're drinking something new. So, uh, what are you drinking?
0: Well, if you really want to cut calories, drink bourbon like a man, straight.
1: <laughs> well, Coke Zero is zero calories and straight, so or it's it's the equivalent of straight with a with a better taste. But you think I, it's really I would zero if it calories? Was bourbon, but I'm actually out of uh, I do, but it's also, i it's, do no not, so not a I don't buy it. I'm not a huge, <laughs> well, you, know, you might be right, fake news, who knows, but it's, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Jack Daniels, so I need something to cut it with.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. But, Is it regular Jack Daniels, or Jack Daniels Black?
1: Uh, it's regular Jack Daniels, but to be fair, I got it as a gift, um, and I was pretty excited about the gift, I'm just not, you know, I'll drink Jack Daniels, I'm not trying to, like, call it out, but. Yeah, you I, cut uh, it, though. Yeah, yeah, it's just not my yeah, you know, it's not yeah. my like, go to, but no, I got it it's like huge bottle as a gift, as a going away gift, which we'll talk more about later, but I was uh, super excited about it, so it's pretty cool. Oh, we're gonna talk about it more later. Okay. So I'm
0: drinking Long Branch. Long branch. Yeah. And it's uh by Wild Turkey. It's a Matthew McConaughey. He was like involved in the making of it. It's really like a mesquite. I think they smoke, uh, not smoke it. They, they, they like age it in mesquite smoke barrels or something like that. I don't know. It's like a Texas thing. It actually isn't too bad though. All right.
1: All all right. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. For for those of you that get that reference. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome, man. I, uh, I have to try that one. I've not had that. So it's pretty good.
0: It's pretty smooth. Um, I'm drinking it straight well three three things of ice do you ever drink any bourbon
1: without ice uh rarely and i'm I'm also a three ice person like uh i i if I drink bourbon straight it's it's bourbon with three ice that's that
0: yeah yeah all right well so it's been over a week I think since we've recorded has it been two weeks now yep but
1: yeah, actually, I think it's been two weeks, man. you know, we've been all right, we've been super busy with a lot of stuff, but so I'll just, I'll go ahead and break some of the news. I got a going away gift, which was the bottle of Jack Daniels, um, and because I am moving, and pretty excited for the man and the goat, because I'll actually be moving closer to Woody, so we will be within, what, tw- 15, 20 minutes of each other, so... You should see more content coming out um, and we'll do a lot more videos because yeah. we'll be able to. Did we? I wasn't sure if we did or not. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. But that's well, cool. We can well, tell the game. It's, act- it's, it's actually happening, right? So, you know, we, we yeah. projected it, but now it's happening and it'll happen in a short time. Um, so probably a few weeks from now and you'll you'll see it.
0: Yeah, I mowed, your, I mowed his yard for him. He's not even here. Yeah. Load his Yard. Yeah,
1: speaking of which, that's a lesson to everybody. That's 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 what brothers and family do, right? You help each other out. Well that's what you yeah. do for your brothers.
0: If you don't follow nah, don't... the man and the goat on Instagram, you should because I made a post on there. And actually I read this somewhere else. This isn't something I made my, made up, you know, but uh the quote was uh Good friends talk shit to each other's face and say nice things behind their back. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely true. Like, I mean, you know how it is between us and our closest friends. Like, we very rarely say anything nice to each other. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, but if anybody else tries to say some shit, that, that's a no-no.
0: Yeah. So, he is going to be moving closer to me. And so, I think the topic of this podcast we wanted to do was change. And I know you probably look at change more favorably than I do. I actually think that change is overrated. Like, why does, why do things have to change? You know, like some people say things have to change, but why like, screw that. I like things the way they are. I don't necessarily want them to change, you know, like change for the sake of change is not a good thing.
1: Yeah. I take the mindset of, uh, adapt or die, right? Like everything's changing, even if it's slow incremental changes. And then, uh, And so you kind of got to go with you. Sometimes there are changes that aren't actually for the better and you need to be, you need to understand that the changes you're making are actually profound, deep and uh, impactful for the future. Um, Whereas like your own decisions, you know, you can outweigh those or, you know, weigh the pros and cons and decide on those things kind of like moving closer to you. Right. Um, You know, you can, you can look at the, the benefits while you of talk, while then, you uh, talk
0: about this, I'm gonna refill my drink. I'll be right back. All right.
1: Tell somebody then, uh, something
0: very profound. I'll let everybody know. Like when I cut away like this to refresh my drink, like I'm the one that edits these podcasts, so I re- I, I hear all this stuff. So it's not rude of me, okay? Before people get upset, um, I hear what Ray says. It's just later. So I'll be right back.
1: All right. Let's give a chance for Woody to leave, so then I can talk crap about him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not here, so I got to be nice. That's the rule, right? It's uh, shit talking to your face and honor you to your back. But uh, no, so he, he does a lot of hard work with editing. So I, And a lot, we have a lot of discussions off recording. But anyway, I think uh, change is a blessing, man. You know, um, got a lot of big changes coming for me and my family. We're moving. Uh, my mother's actually moving with us, um, which is a big change because I've lived – Away from my family for quite some time, but uh, nice to have family close by. I'm actually going to be closer to my older brother. Um, so a lot of these changes, I think, are positive for me, my family, my my uh, kid that we're raising, uh, obviously. <laughs> and uh, so I think, as far as change goes in general, it's it's part of evolution, man. The world changes. You got to be able to adapt and change with it. You got to be able to uh, understand, you know, what good change is and what a uh, evolutionary adaptive advantage is. Um, and right now I think uh, something that I need for me and my family is, is just to be closer to, to family um, and friends and people that I genuinely love and genuinely care about. And uh, the fact that, that Woody's going to be close by and his family who I genuinely love and care about is going to be there. I think, uh, that's an evolutionary advantage. And I think maybe we, we strayed away from, from uh, being around the people that we loved and the people that we genuinely care about. And it's something I've, ge- I've been focusing on a lot lately. Um, well, I
0: think, I think if you're going to talk about change, <laughs> something that you should probably mention and something that people could learn from, because that's what we're about here at the Man and Goat, right? It's teaching people how to, how to deal with things, how to live life. So, one of the things that people need to realize is if you're dealing with change, well, actually let me rephrase that. How do you deal with change? You know, what are some coping mechanisms, some things that you can do to better deal with change? Because it is inevitable. Like change is going to happen. But sometimes, like I said earlier, there are people out there that want to change things just for the sake of change, because it'll make them look better at work, you know, or, or what have you. So, What do you think, I'll ask you, what do you think some, some ways to deal with change that maybe, especially let's, let's look at it from a viewpoint of like me, I don't want to change. So how do you, how do you convince somebody that change is a good thing?
1: So I always think about this quote, right? One of my favorite quotes of all time is, uh, you can't always control the circumstances around you but you can always control your attitude and how you approach it and uh i kind of change the same way because there are times where i don't want change either but then i you know i think about my attitude and i think about you know how to approach that change and and whether that's focusing on the positive focusing on you know trying to trying to will myself into the change um yeah and, and but if it's if it's something like i generally think is like negative or bad and you kind of need to put your stake in the ground and say no i'm not doing it like it depends on the change right like if it's a if it's a net positive or it's a it's something that yeah you can kind of see but you're not really you know motivated to do it you can you can kind of will yourself to get get there where you need to be if you if you focus on the positive aspects of it don't focus on the negative um and really just kind of uh I, i guess like cheerlead yourself into it. You know, have you ever, sometimes I'll give you an example. When I'm, when I I say cheerlead, but that can be positive or negative, right? So sometimes when I'm trying to go to the gym, right, I want to focus on fitness. I want to get in better shape. You know, one of the things that I actually do is I basically like self-motivate, self-talk, right? If it's four in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, and I don't want to get up for the gym because I'm tired, then, you know, I'll, I'll, one of two ways. i be like, Hey, get up. This is your goal. This is your, you know, this is what you want to do, you know, and you, you kind of motivate yourself just by talking to yourself. Or sometimes you'll, you'll take a more, uh, let's say, I don't know, maybe a military TI type aspect. And, you know, you basically like, get your ass up, you know, <laughs> you know, don't be a little punk. It's three o'clock. You got to work out the dude. Get up right now. You know, and sometimes you got to kind of, kind of, uh, punk yourself out to get up and motivate yourself to, to do the change or do the thing you don't really want to do, but you know, it's better for you in the long run. So, so you get up and do it. Uh, that, those are just some things. Um, so you that try pep to talk do. yourself. The other, I do. Uh, so I call it self-talk, right? Positive. You self-talk.
0: give yourself a pep talk.
1: Absolutely. hundred percent. And then the other thing, just real quick. So what you might want to do and this is easy, right? So start small. And I learned this from uh, Scott Adams and it generally works. When you're, when you legitimately don't want to do something, uh, start with the smallest thing that you can do and that you're willing to do at the time. And I'm talking small, right? Like if, you, if you're if you so tired and you don't want to get off the couch, but you know you got something to do. You got some work to do, a podcast, a book to write, something you got to cut the grass. Maybe like you, you got to cut my grass, right? <laughs> well, you don't have to, but you did it because you're nice. Yeah, you might, and, wanna, and, and, you might and, and, want to rephrase that. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't give br- a shit how and, big you are. I know how to
0: use <laughs> weapons.
1: You know, hey, Bo, you're my brother, so maybe you didn't want to do it, but you knew it's the right thing, right? So you start out small, and I'm talking like, all right, if you're on the couch and you're just like, oh, I don't want to get up and do this, move your pinky, and then move your hand, and then move your foot, and then move your leg, and eventually you can go, all right, I'm gonna get up off this couch and do this. Like when I say small, I mean small. Like I'm I'm writing books right now, right? I don't know when they'll come out, but I'm practicing. I'm I'm basically doing it. So one thing I try to do is I start. With a word or a sentence right it's just write one sentence today that's it one sentence and before you know it you're writing one sentence then you're writing two sentences and then you get momentum and and then before you know it you know you got a paragraph or a page written and it all started because all you wanted to do was write the smallest thing you're willing to do which was a sentence and you built momentum um and so i think when you're dealing with change or any kind of thing that you don't really want to do that that's a good place to start is start small it's like the saying goes right how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right so
0: well, you know what you've just done. What? You've explained this whole thing and didn't answer my question, which is something that, by the way, I am not a fan of. I <laughs> wow. hate it when people. I hate it when people go through this whole spiel, you know, of all this great stuff. And it's not that you said anything bad, but you didn't answer my question.
1: Well, what, what do you mean? You're talking about how to do change when you don't want it. How do you convince somebody to change? Oh, how do you convince somebody? Well, that is a persuasion argument. And what I would say is that uh, you have to explain. You kind of need to incentivize them. In my opinion, you need to explain to them why it benefits them to embrace this change. Right. A lot of times when people don't like. Has to do with. uh, They don't understand it. From their point of view, right? Why does it benefit them? A lot, a lot of changes may not benefit uh, people directly, right? So, you you the people that want change oftentimes are benefited directly, while the people that don't want change are are indirectly benefited and or not benefited at all. Um, so, one way to get them on board, the people that necessarily don't want change, is to explain why this thing is a positive for them, their family, or things that they actually care about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's, I'm glad you said that because the number one way to influence people to change is to give it to them in a way that benefits them. It's to show them how yep. it benefits them. Uh, it's actually, and this is true of a lot of things, not just change, but if you look at something from someone else's perspective, if you put the you put yourself in, and how are they viewing whatever it may be, so view it from their perspective, it you will go a long way in whatever it is you're trying to get them to do.
1: Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. I, I think people are struggling with that though. I think people are struggling to view it, view things or the world in general from multiple perspectives right now. So I think it's it's kind of a hard thing and Uh, kind of leaders need to, to understand like how to do that. You know, I think that requires some emotional intelligence to, and some just overall intelligence in general to be able to go, Hey, here's what I believe. Here's what I think. But let me, let me look outside myself and let me look at other hypotheses or, or what other people's perspectives might be. And I think, I think that's how you actually embrace change, right? Because, if if you if you only argue from your perspective and you never even consider what somebody else's perspective might be then then trying to convince somebody that your argument is better than their argument and trying to persuade them that way is is unlikely to get you the result that you want in my opinion
0: yeah absolutely i mean if if you always approach things from like your viewpoint is is right. And people should just agree with you, you know, because you know, you know that you're right. So everybody's got to agree with me. Like you're going to fail. You're never going to persuade anybody of anything. (laughs) They're going to actually do things in spite of you. Like they're going to be like, ah, okay, fine. If if that's how you think, then I'm going to go the exact opposite, just in spite of what you want.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. And there's studies that show that that uh, if you, you know, like you, a lot of times if you debate somebody, you know, even if they're proven wrong, they they hunker down in their original position, just at the mere fact that you were arguing against it. You know, like so, if if your actual goal is to try to persuade somebody, the direct approach is not always the best approach, and in fact, it's it's often not right. Um, yeah. It
0: depends on the circumstance, you know, for sure. Like, it depends on where you're at and what you're trying to do. I think the direct approach works for certain situations. And that's something, you know, love him or hate him. That's something that Trump has, has mastered is that art of direct actual, he doesn't, a direct approach. And it, 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 you know, for some people are gonna be like, it does not work. It doesn't work on me, you know, but those people are the ones that I'm kind of talking to, like, you're not looking at it from other people that it does influence it. you're not looking at it from their perspective. And, and that's, like you said, that's the problem with our society with, with especially American culture, is, we don't, you know, we don't consider different perspectives at all. Um, but yeah. yeah, what do you think? Do you think Trump is has a direct approach? Because I do
1: oh yeah he he absolutely does but this is another part of, since we're talking about persuasion people need to realize that sometimes the message isn't for you right like sometimes when politicians speak or when leaders speak um sometimes the message is for a certain percentage of people right it might be 80 50 percent might be their base it might be whatever right like and people are like oh this message didn't resonate with me and you need to understand that like most leaders or politicians or whatever aren't speaking to hundred percent of the population at all times, right You see this with Trump, you see it with uh, AOC, you see it with a, a lot of high profile politicians that say you know hyperbolic or exaggerated things, and a lot of that's to motivate their base, a lot of that's to you know it's geared toward a specific audience, and then a lot of people that you know the message doesn't resonate with they don't, they don't seem to understand that the, it, it wasn't for you. Right, it, it'd be like, you know, I may say something to you that I'm not going to say to my wife, and if you know my wife hears it, she's gonna be like, oh, I didn't, you know, I, I don't think that's correct, and it's like, well, I, I wouldn't expect you to, and and it. I it can't believe you just said
0: that. It wasn't addressed to you. That <laughs> well, you would just, say something to me that you wouldn't say to your wife. You should tell your wife everything. Uh,
1: uh no. <laughs> does she listen to this podcast? I'm sure she does, but I'm just telling. <laughs> you, like, like, hey, I'm being honest, honest with everybody. Like, hey, I mean, I you know, you're no, like, we don't have
0: to go down that road. I don't want to get you in trouble. I'm just, I was just, I saying. Will, I will,
1: I will, I will get in trouble. I'm just saying. I mean, like, I tell my wife, what almost everything. But oh yeah, you will get not, in trouble. I, I may not say. I might not say it in uh, the same terms that I say, it. You, you know, sometimes you gotta, it's not necessarily what you say, but it might be how you say it is also important.
0: Yeah. I think it's for change. If you're trying to change something in like your workplace or you're trying to change, because that's what really this is directed towards, I feel, because, you know, if it's personal change, like you were talking about, like, oh, I'm trying to change myself for the better. Then, yeah, the pep talk m- route may work, but I, I think a lot of times it probably doesn't. What you probably would need if you really want to change something within you, reach out to us, reach out to somebody you trust and be like, hey, I really want to work out because I'm fat and I'm not happy with like where I'm at right now. Then you may need an external motivator to change you. You know, sometimes it takes that like really people look down on other, you know, other folks like saying something about your personal appearance. You know, it's like unpopular now for the. uh well not it's popular now for like the whole swimsuit model like but like the chubby swimsuit model you know yeah like that's like that's a new thing which is fine like some people it's they they want that like me personally i i have no issue with it um i don't really like skinny like super skinny women but but what i'm saying is uh actually i don't even know what i'm saying what was i saying
1: talking about external motivators to yes um, that's right
0: there we go there we go yeah yeah yeah. so i i'm drifting off into like another world which i do (laughs) from time to time so what i was what i'm getting at is you may need an external motivator to change you like what i'm talking about the change i'm talking about is you're trying to influence change in your workplace you know or you're trying to influence change in like an organization or something and there's going to be possibly some people listen to this that are in a situation where they have to try to change something in their, in their organization. And I'll tell you, like, an example for me is in my orga- organization, something I'm trying to change is the culture. And that's something that is even harder to change, like changing the culture. Changing culture is the hardest change there is. So I don't have all the answers, and I'm trying to figure out the answers to make this happen. But you may need – it depends on what change you're trying to do. Like, it depends is my point. So like you're talking about the pep talk and that's fine. Like if that's, if you're trying to change something about you, you may do that pep talk or you may try to get a pep talk from somebody else. You know, uh, some people that listen to this are going to know Ray and I's background. Like we could motivate you in that way. Like I've motivated people in the, uh, you know, in the motivation way of basically yelling at them and forcing them to do things that they don't want to do. Um, and what I've actually come to learn is, uh, I'm better at that than I ever thought I would be. But, uh, (laughs) the, the bottom line is it depends on what you're trying to change. So I want to get back to, I'm trying to change, like, you know, somebody's trying to change something in their organization. You got to remember the pep talk ain't going to work on you. Like you don't need to give yourself a pep pep talk. What you need to do is learn the skill of communicating. If you are not good at communicating, you're never going to change anything. So, you got to figure out how to talk to people and how to talk to people of different backgrounds or, you know, that's something also. And one day we can probably get into all this, you know, more, but really where Ray and I are coming from, we have a ton of experience in this realm of dealing with people from different backgrounds, like all across the country, you know, and, and, and have different experiences. And I'm telling you right now, the way I talk to one person is different than the way I talk to another. Like I don't necessarily communicate with everybody the exact same way because it ain't all, it's not going to work. So if you want to change things, like, like we were saying, you got to look at the perspective of the individual, like what, what formulates how they look at the world or how they look at anything. You know, you got to get to know their personality. That's a whole another thing dealing with different personalities and knowing what motivates One person over
1: another. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I think if you're trying to do a culture change, like I'll just say it right now, right? Here's the deal you need to bond with the people that you're trying to instill a cultural behind, right? And people bond through communication and interactions. That's it. Right. You need to, you need to be there for your people. You need to interact with them. You need to genuinely care about them. And you need to communicate with them frequently. They need to know that what, you know, what you say and what you do, um, you have their best interest at heart. And then, then they will allow you to lead them. Right. And you need to be able to, uh, like you said, communicate with them on their level and, and, you know, not in some superficial company line way, you know, you need to, you need to have that, uh, kind of personal power and, and that's so kind you're of saying you need to be real. Exactly. Like genuinely, that's what it comes down to. You need to be yourself, but you need to genuinely care. And if you don't care, then, then the bottom line is you don't deserve to be a leader. right? And, and you have no business leading them and changing people, whether it's their culture or whatever, because you, if you're only caring about yourself, then you're not only doing them a disservice; you're doing yourself a disservice, uh, in my opinion, and and the service of any organization that you're working with. And then, uh, you know, I want to go back to this this personal change thing too, right? Um, one of the most the most I don't know profound things that I've seen is a lot of people will do personal changes when they they hit rock bottom, quote unquote, right? like you can tell when somebody reaches the point where they're like, like I'll use fitness as an example. They're like, I am sick and tired of the way that I feel, whatever it is. And those people will be the most motivated, most motivated people to, to do what needs to, you know, what needs to get done to change their fitness, to change the way they look, to change all that. And and I think that it's kind of twofold. Like you said, right? You can have that external motivation, but but you need some type of internal drive, whether that's whether that's you know, hey, I'm sick of the way I look," or whether that's that, "Hey, I know I can be better, I can be a better leader, I can be a better husband, I can be a better man, I can be a better whatever it is, you know, and you you know you, you have to have some type of internal thing that says, "I can be better right and, and if you can couple that that internal motivation. With external motivation, and honestly, it's like the sky's the limit. You know, if 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 those you know the leaders or the other people that you know your mentors or whoever it is that's helping you guide you along the way to be better, if if they can set you up for success and you have that internal motivation, that is a, I mean, you you basically have a superpower that other people may not have. I mean, I'll be honest with you, like I genuinely believe like people have superpowers, right? Like we don't I'm not talking about the flash you can run, you know, <laughs> you know, not Us- Usain Bolt or whatever, but you know, like but people, you know, they have abilities to like not get turned down by criticisms, right? Criticism doesn't bother you. So you're you're able to think outside the box, you're able to do things that other people would be afraid to do. You know, people that that are uh so hyper motivated that you know, they'll get up at two AM, three A. M. Whatever it takes to be successful, that's all they, you know, like that That to me is a superpower. People that are super focused, you know, the people that are willing to study for however long it takes, you know, 12 hours a day. Like those are attributes that many people just don't necessarily have. And if, if you can foster something that you're good at, that you're willing to do and use that, use that skill or technique or whatever you have to your advantage to become successful in whatever it is that you really, really want to do, whatever your purpose is whatever excites you, whatever gives you that fire in your belly, you know, that keeps you motivated when you're tired, but you say, Hey, I love this. I'm doing it. I know I'm tired. I'm sore. I'm sick. I'm whatever. I love this. I'm doing it. And you know, you gotta, you gotta harness that and use that for motivation to embrace whatever change it is that you're trying to make, right? Turn it into a business, turn it like use that to go to school and learn whatever degree it is, whatever it is. That's the kind of thing you need to harness to motivate you, you know, in this mundane world of, Monday through Friday, working nine to five, whatever it is, you know, you got to build your side hustle because you love it, whatever it is, but that's just something to think about.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, if you're trying to change people, cause I think this is fine. You know, you're going down the route of, I want to change like individual, you know, that, that kind of thing, the intrinsic, like motivations, that's fine. That's a message we want to get across as well. But for me, I go back to like, how do I change other people, you know? And because I feel that that's a little bit harder to do. It's a more of a challenge, you know, to get people, people to change. And then even bigger, how do you get an organization to change? Or how do you get like a whole nation to change? So I will tell you this right now, whenever you're communicating with other people, I'm going to give everybody like, an amazing tip right here so you know make sure you're turning the volume up in your car or wherever you listen to this because this is this is going to be big right here you may even want to like record this or take notes or something if you need to get a pen i could take a second you know to let you get it get a pen or whatever you may need actually ray you need a pen i got a pen you might want to write this down i got it it. (laughs) all right (laughs) Whenever you're communicating with people and you really want to get a message across to direct some kind of change or to for them to really understand or grasp grasp something, what I've noticed is if you start with "I'm going to be real with you right now" or "Hey, I'm going to be blunt with you," however you want to frame it, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be blunt with you. I'm going to be real honest with you. You know what? I'm going to be. I'm going to tell you something that I probably shouldn't say to you. If you if you give that message, you do the message in that route. If you frame it that way from the start, like, hey, I'm about to tell you something that I shouldn't tell you, you know, like people will perk up. They're like, oh, shit, you know, I'm about to get something. I'm about to get something that he shouldn't say. And, uh, you know, I may want to pay attention because it's gossip. So that's what they that's what they immediately Turn to they're like oh he's gonna say something You know that's like gossip that's peop- This country people in this country They're big on gossip they want gossip Like that's why everybody loves the Kardashians right Or whatever you know they're big on that That's why everybody loves social media like because it's nothing But gossip Twitter all that stuff It's gossip mania so If you frame it if you start it if you really Want somebody to pay attention to what the hell it is That you're about to say Start it with that right there say it, However you want to you know it depends on the person You're talking to as well Like one person, I might say, hey, I'm about to be real with you right now. Or another person, I might be like, hey, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, or, hey, I'm about to tell you or somebody else, especially if I know that they're big on gossip and I'm going to be honest with you. uh, I say this to women. I'll say it to women this way. This is how I'll frame it. I'll say, I'm about to tell you something I shouldn't say because they love that. They're like, oh, yes. You know, juicy (laughs) gossip. You start it that way. It's going to help you. Uh, start that message and communicate whatever it is you're trying to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I can see that. Honestly, uh, one of the things that that I've found successful when connecting with people is especially if you only interact in a business realm, right? You're only at work. That's all, you. You have a whatever supervisor and and supervisee relationship, whatever the case may be but all your interaction is like at work. What I found successful is like get them out of that element, right? Like go grab lunch somewhere, both of you just let your hair down, you know, and like let let people see you as a person, right? And and you see them as a person and let them know that like hey, like I get it, right? I know how work is, but there's mutual respect here, right? Like it's not just it's not one way. I want you to feel open and honest to come talk to me. Like one thing I always say that is, Hey, if I can't have a beer with my supervisor, my manager, whatever you know, whatever, like if, if I can't sit down and have a beer with you, like am I ever gonna come to you with my problems? Probably not, right? And if you don't have that relationship to where it's like, Hey, let's grab a bite to eat, let's talk, you know? Like to me that goes that goes far beyond you know, your standard, Hey, I got a problem. I'm going to come to your office. I'm going to sit across from you from your desk and it's going to be yes or no, sir, or whatever it is, you know, and you're going to be talking about what, like whatever it is, but it's like, am I really going to open up to you? I don't know. You know, I might not. And what I found extremely successful, what I meant by like communication and and interaction, that's how people bond. But there's a limit to the amount you can, you can bond and, 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 uh, you know just establish those avenues if if all you do is your standard monday through friday 9 to 5 gig or whatever it is you work and the only interaction you have is when you're barking orders for some something you got to do right you know hey we got this product due we got this this paperwork is due my tps reports are due on thursday you know like you know, that's, you're not going to get nowhere with that. You know, you're just, you're just really not, especially if you're talking about changing culture, because they're going to go home from their nine to five and be like, F that guy, man. Every time I come home, he's, he's asking about all these products. He was complaining about some document I wrote, whatever it is, you know, like you're not going to get nowhere with, it, you know, if you're trying to change like something big, like the culture of an entire organization, if you don't actually connect with the people you work with.
0: Yeah. You got to show them that you care about them as people. That's that's the that, that for sure, but it depends, you know, and on the environment. And sometimes it may be better to get outside, outside of the workplace for sure. But either way, so we're talking about change. We covered the you know workplace change, and we covered all that stuff. We covered a little bit of like the you know uh, internal change, how you're going to change yourself. Is there anything else that we're missing, you know, that you want to cover with, with change, another type of thing? Because for me, the, what I always go back to is, like, for me personally, a lot of times I see change where it's like, ah, somebody wants to change something again because, you know, we got a new boss. New boss wants to change things, you know, because they got to fucking put their stamp on it. They got to show, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm making changes, you know. So that I, I wonder if there are other people out there
1: that kind of feel that. Well, I'm sure there are, but let's, let's, let me ask you this for, let's talk about life changes, right. Outside of work and personal, right. Like how did having a kid, having a child change you, right. Cause that, that to me was a monumental change in my psyche and the way I view the world in practically everything that i did you know like once i had a kid man it changed everything and uh and i like i mean to me personally i loved it you know like it it was a a maturation process that that i did not expect even though you forewarned me on it (laughs) but uh i was like yeah yeah you know and uh but you know, something like a life change like that, right? Like a big event that just changes everything. You know, how how did, how did how did you feel about it and uh and you know, like what do you think about like that change?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's absolutely things that happen in life that change you. Having a kid for sure will will change you a little bit. I don't know how much it changed me. Maybe maybe it did, but Honestly, it's been a while, man, since I had my first child. So, <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, if if we were to talk about this ten years ago, eleven years ago, eleven years ago, almost twelve years ago now, like okay, then I would probably have a different answer for you. But when I look back on it now, I don't know. I feel like I was probably pretty much the same then as I am now. I mean, my viewpoint on the world and other people has changed, but I don't know if it was my kids that did that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll tell you, I distinctly remember you telling me that you, uh, after you had your daughter, which was your first child, um, it changed the way you viewed uh, fatherhood women things like rap music things like uh stuff like that right and i was kind of like huh, oh, because you know i didn't have a kid at the time and i i used to love rap music and rock and roll and all those things and uh and i'll tell you i didn't understand it then but i totally understand it now like uh so I, for those of you don't know i have a daughter and uh that that in and of changed my worldview on so many things you know like Frankly, most of the time I listen to like country music now. The only time I listen to like rap and rock is where I'm in the gym and I'm trying to like, you know, get motivated to lift some heavy weight or things like that. And, uh, but I, you know, when you hear like rappers talking about, you know, like, you know, things that are just kind of derogatory towards women, which I didn't really look at it the same way back when I was young, but now that I have a kid, a daughter specifically, I, I like, I view it differently, you know, and I, I can't explain it, but it absolutely happened. You warned me about it. And I was, I was confused then. And I see it now. And frankly, like I listen to it and I'm just like, man, that's somebody's daughter, you know, that's just the way I see it. And I can't see it under any, like any other way now that I have a daughter. Oh Uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, it's, it's totally different, but like, I totally embrace that. Yeah.
0: I totally embrace that change. You know, like, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's absolutely true that, uh, stuff like that, I guess, you know, if you go to a strip club, it's different. You're like,
1: Oh yeah. yeah, That was a big difference too. Yeah.
0: You're like, uh, this is is somebody's daughter, you know, it's like, uh, it's not the same. And I've always found that weird. Even, you know, what's funny about that is even when we were young, and remember when we would go to freaking Louisville, go to Trixie's, we'd go to that strip club, you know? Yep. Shout out it, to
1: Trixie's. Shout out to Trixie's. I don't
0: know if that place even exists.
1: <laughs> yeah, I no, I don't know if it does anymore either.
0: Yeah, but that was, I mean, it was, I'll tell you right now, if anybody, if it does exist and you're in the Louisville area, like I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Still one of the best ones I've been to, uh, strangely.
0: Actually, yes. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I've been to them in Vegas. I've been to them. Yeah. (laughs) All over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I always thought it was weird when I was younger and I was there and I'd see like old people, old men there, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, even then I thought I was like, looking at him like, what the hell is like grandpa doing here? You know, like, why are you at a strip club? And then, yeah, I, I can, like, it makes it even worse now. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, Going to, i mean it's fine I, i'm not judging like whatever i'm not saying people shouldn't do it but what i'm saying is yeah i have been since i've had kids and i'm and since i've had daughters and i'm just like i don't know man i don't look at these girls the same i'm like uh this is uh <laughs> yeah,
1: this may I'm be, not.
0: this may be borderline inappropriate i sound like a prude you know i sound like that <laughs> uh, but it's not that i want them outlawed like you know i'm just saying you i
1: view it differently. yeah, different. um,
0: yeah. Yeah, I do. Nah, I'm like, eh, I, totally, I, I totally
1: get you, bro. I hundred I, percent I agree. Like, I was the same way. Like, it's just not, it's not the same, you know. Like back then. Now, if you're young, I, the only thing I can assume is maybe those old maybe those old people either don't have kids or maybe they only had sons. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, but it's definitely something that I view differently. And the same with you, right? I don't, you know, I'm not one. I don't want to ban or anything like that, like. But, uh, but it definitely changed my perspective. You know, hundred percent. And uh, there's, there's just no way around it. Uh, one of these days we sh- you should tell your, uh, <laughs> the first experience, whatever we went to the strip club for the first time, <laughs> but we don't need to do that in this podcast. You can edit this part out, but, uh, Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, man. Like, it totally changed my perspective. Similarly to where, you know, you warned me, because I had dogs for the longest time, and I used to call them fur babies, and I was like, they're like my kids, and all these things, and then uh, you were like, Oh, my God, Uh, I hate that. I know, I know, I know you do. So, you know, you used to tell me, like, dude, they're not your kids. You don't know what you're talking about. Once you have kids, you're going to laugh at this. You're going to think it's ridiculous. And I'm like, nah, bro, I love these dogs. I love them man, now that I have a kid, like, and don't get me wrong, I love my dogs, I don't, I don't mistreat them or nothing, but at the same time, I'm like, no, they're dogs, and if they ever hurt my kid, I would, I would drastically lose my mind, but, uh, <laughs> like, so, nope, you're 100% right about that, too, so it's kind of funny, just because you want me about all these things, and, and at the time, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe, and then, uh, it, you, a lot of times, it turns out to be right, especially when it comes to, like, uh, fatherhood advice and those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, well, you know what? Let's tease that for the next episode. Why don't we tell them about the first strip club experience? Because actually, I don't know what you're referring to. I don't. I, if if I know what you're talking about,
1: I don't know that that was the first time we went there. Oh, I, I know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, we'll tease it. We can tell it. We, we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it. Make sure we're on the same page, and then uh, we can tease it for the next episode. Woody's first time. Woody's first time at a strip club.
0: Was my first time? Your first time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I don't know. Yep. No, it was. What's What's great about Trixie's? You know what? Actually, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Let's save that for the next one. <laughs> That's a reason for people to tune in and listen to the next episode because I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> All right. Thanks. It was epic. <laughs> thanks for. Really? Damn, and now I wanna know what it is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the to the man and the goat. And then uh we talked about change. We talked about how you change yourself, how do you change your organization, maybe even your culture, some some tips and tricks. I gave you like the number one trick and tip of, of your whole life. So if you didn't if you missed that, rewind, go back, take a pen, write it down. And uh we'll see you guys next next episode. And I guess we're gonna tell you the story of uh the first trip to the strip club. So Goodbye. You can follow The Man and the Goat on Twitter and Instagram. Just go to tmntg.com. There you will see a link to Instagram, Twitter. Follow those two things. Also on tm ntg.com you will also find some more the man and the goat tasty goodness